Hi everyone, and welcome to the Practice Growth with Praz podcast. I'm your host, Praz Murthy, CFO and co-founder at Dr. Multimedia, where for the last 10 years, I've been helping practices grow all across the country. We started this podcast so we could dive deeper into the issues around practice growth, from online marketing to the way you run your business. We know doctors are busy people and you don't have a lot of time to study these kinds of topics, so we're hoping this audio podcast makes it really easy to stay up to date with what's going around the country. We'll be interviewing top doctors, successful practice managers, and other experts in the field. Without further ado, let's get started. And welcome everyone. We are extremely excited today for a very special episode of the Practice Growth with Pros podcast. We have in person, in the office, Dr. Jason Watts. Dr. Watts, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's an uh, honor. You should know who he is by now just because I always use his practice as an example. But Dr. Watts is a relatively new practice owner, although it might not feel that way. Uh, he's opened his first practice in 2018 seen tremendous growth and success already in the middle of opening a second practice. This is out in the Tampa area in Florida, uh, Lithia and Fishhawk to be specific for his first practice. And are we allowed to say where the new practice Super. is? Super, Apollo okay. Beach. Apollo Beach will be the home of the second Watts Dental location. Um, and you know, a lot of people that do these podcasts, they always have guests just like we promised. Uh, but usually we're talking about busy people, so they phone in or they do a screen share on the computer. Dr. Watts actually came all the way out to California, flew across the country, uh, just to come see us and be a part of this. So first and foremost, uh, Dr. Watts, thank you. Uh, like seriously, thank you. This is such a treat and honor um, to, that you would even take the time out of your schedule. And now, of course, we'll make the, the best of it. But really happy to have you here. Honest, uh, super honored, pleasure. I mean, thank you for opening the office on a day off. This place is dope. Thank this you. This is very cool, very cool. I'm, 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 I'm really honored to be here. This is impressive. We appreciate that. And yeah, we were, we're happy to show it to you. You know, I can't wait to get out to Florida to come see what you're building. Um, but I know just a few <clears> minutes ago, you were asking me like, hey, what are we going to talk about? Um, you know, and I use your practice example all the time because when, I, when I'm teaching digital marketing and I go through every aspect of what I think is important, you guys are like a shining star example. Like the website's good. Thank it's you. personal. You've got the reviews despite how little time you've been open. You're over 300 reviews on Google that, you know, that perfect rating or as close to perfect as you're ever going to get. Um, then on top of that, you're always flying around the country. You're speaking wherever you can. You've networked. Uh, I mean, I hope you don't mind me saying you were one of those individuals that before you even opened the practice, we knew it would be successful <laughs> because you just, it, you know, a lot of people say fake it till you make it. I was thinking about this morning um, when I found out you were here early. Uh, and I don't, I don't think that that's really accurate or what people need to do. But I almost say, uh, when I was thinking about your practice, it's more like act like it until you become it. Um, because you were carried yourself like a successful practice owner. You were energetic. You had everything from day one, even when you were in dental school. And you had, I think, the ambition that you were not only going to do this, but you were going to do it fast. And I think I still see that to this day with you're trying to move your business along faster than, you know, maybe experts would suggest. But... Um, so, so first of all, congratulations. Thank uh, you. For those of you that don't know, he was just named one of the top 40 dentists under 40, and he's not even 30. So that gives you, you know, some perspective. Um, but yeah, really, we're here to talk about whatever is interesting to you. As I told you a minute ago, I'm very curious to hear about what the last 18 months have been like from your perspective. And obviously, dentists, doctors, young business owners, students are listening right now. So it's our chance to 
to impart some wisdom um, from what you've learned. For sure, for sure. Um, for everyone listening, it's just, I'm only going to talk about what I've done and I think I'd rather focus on a lot of failures because those are my mm -hmm. successes. Absolutely. Um, none of it is fluff. So whatever we discuss today, it's just, if I haven't done it or I haven't validated it, then I'm not going to talk about it. I'm only a hands-on guy when it comes to discussing business, growth, being prof like professionalism. I, I hate that because, you know, before I opened a practice, I used to ask a bunch of people and a bunch of really successful mm -hmm. uh, professionals and everything. And everyone seems to leave out the the true story of what it takes. Everyone's like, yeah, open a practice is great. It's easy. A little P&L here, uh -huh. you know, a few staff there, and, and, and you're loving your life. You're your own business owner. Hell no. Uh -huh. No, no. This is, it, it's a journey. You need grit. And uh, it could be done. Anyone can do it. But um, nothing was easy. Nothing yep. was easy. And it, it, it's been a really rewarding tiring process and I'm, I'm stoked i mean for the next however long um i'll keep on growing it but to get to where i did now it took a lot of support it took a lot of time it took a lot of energy um and it was all worth it every second of it perfect well in that spirit um i love the concept that we have going here so let me start by being honest and telling our listeners that actually our first couple months working for you were not smooth sailing. It was a little rocky if you remember those days Ooh, man. <laughs> uh, because you weren't that happy initially and rightfully so. And, you know, uh, well, our clients are mostly the ones listening, but if you're not a client, when, when you're a busy doctor or dentist or building a practice, you know, when you hire experts, you're hoping that they're going to tell you exactly what to do and how to do it and kind of guide you the way there. And unfortunately, one of the downfalls of my staff and the customer service attitude that we have is we're so quick to want to do whatever that you want that sometimes they lose sight. So I remember when we finally connected because things weren't going that well, you told me like, Praz, if you tell me what to do, like I will do it. But if no one is, is telling me what to do, I'm just going to be firing off my own ideas. And I don't know if they're good or bad. I don't know if they're going to work or not. Um, and your staff keeps doing them and then they don't work. And then I don't know if they're frustrated or just slow getting these things done. Um, but then because of that failure, like you just pointed out, I'm starting with this, because of our staff's failure, that forced you and me to have a conversation. And I like to think from then, it's just been kind of fireworks in terms of getting the website right, launching the practice, getting the reviews going, your social media presence, et cetera. But that was a failure of ours, and I'm happy to talk about it, you know, if you remember those days. Oh, for and, and sure. And kind of what that was like on your side. You know, I guess the biggest thing is, is like, I go to, I've been, been in school my whole life. Right, that's mm -hmm. what we know in the healthcare industry. Um, but in school, academia versus real life are so different. And 100%. It, it's crazy because you wanna open a business and no one actually gives you a formula. There is no formula. The system, the wheel has already been invented but everyone keeps on making the wheel better. Mm -hmm. And you gotta take your own tools and put them together. And the thing was is that I had no idea what I didn't know. Um, they call it, uh, there's levels of competence and incompetence. And I was unconsciously incompetent, mm -hmm. meaning that I, I wasn't even aware of what I was or was not doing that was accurate or not. And I try to find through levels of discovery that I, I, I've been comfortable with saying that there is just so much I don't know. 
And that's my goal. Like, I don't care about what I know. What I know, I do well. And if I don't do well, I don't do it. But once you can accept that there is so much you don't know, um, yeah, I, I, I look to lean on you guys. But the issue was is that you guys wanted my direction and I didn't have mm -hmm. any direction because I didn't know, I was never told or taught where to grow or how, how to. And in today's world, this is the most important variable, your marketing, I mean, your brand, it's how we reach people. The dentistry's changed a lot. Um, all medicines change, all healthcare's changed, period. And we did have a big failure together. Um, but I think it took awareness because we all get desensitized, right? Yep. We all we all think we complacency is the devil amongst any any entrepreneur or business owner or person. Period. Absolutely. And I, you look at these sites, and it's like, how come I need to redo my site? How come? Because times are changing, and just because you think your site is good, doesn't mean someone else thinks your site's good, or doesn't mean the audience that you're targeting think. You know, you're not. You, your site might be amazing. If it's not targeting the audience that you want, it's useless. Mm -hmm. And Tony Robbins always said the best strategy implemented at the wrong time or in the wrong way will always fail. So I had no idea where to go. And uh, I live life by the Henry Ford quote that I don't ever want to be the smartest man in the room. I want to know the smartest person in that subject. And you guys are the best at what you do. And um, I guess your customer service is so excellent that they want to serve me the platinum role of life like I do with my patients. Mm -hmm. But I, I was literally a, I was a wonder. I was lost in the desert and I had no direction of where to go. And then once we got there, it started to make a lot of sense. And yeah, everything is awesome. I mean, everything's amazing. The site's amazing. I'm about to redo it again. You guys are gonna yep. hate me, but, no, no, but that's it, right? It. it has to evolve. Yep. Things have to change. There's always new car models. There's always better iPhones. Like whoever thought that the iPhone could have gotten better when it came out and where's it gonna go now? Like what more can you do on the iPhone? And right. it's gonna be even more amazing soon. So that's how I look at our relationship. I have an idea in my head. You guys are tech geeks that know how to do all the things that I have no idea how to do. You guys do marketing really well. so. I'm going to utilize everything about you guys from A to Z. Yeah, exactly. And and that's a lesson that we learn actually every day over and over again because it's, it takes that mentality. And that's one of the things that we appreciate the most about you, about our top clients, is that they do look at it like a business and not a medical practice sometimes. And when you're running a business, you you try to hire the best, like like Henry Ford, and you let them do what they do. Meanwhile, you know, we regularly will have clients that um, will spend it will be on our you know intro level of service or it's not about the money but spend fifty dollars a month on their website and then as doctors they want to tell us everything that needs to be done right even in the face of when we're saying like hey we don't recommend that but you're the boss we will do it um, but when you made the comparison to your patients it'd be like yeah your patients don't get to just like throw out procedures and you're like yeah let's, well let's try it out see you, you want to do it so i'll provide it for you even though you want them to be happy you want them to be comfortable with the treatment plan at some point, there comes that moment where you, the medical professional, are saying, you need to do this. Uh, if money's the problem, we'll figure it out. If time's the problem, whatever. But I'm telling you, as your healthcare provider, this is something that you need. Yeah. And we, you know, it's not as dramatic as that, but as marketers, you know, in our company, we also have to do that to some extent. And at some point, you reach that level where you're going to say, look, doctor, this is what needs to happen for your practice. You don't have to agree with me. You don't have to do it. But the reason you're paying us every month is for this kind of you know, guidance or expertise, um, and let's do it. And then since we did kind of connect and write the ship, 
then we were able to take the vision you had in your head, the goals that you had, and then implement them in ways that were going to be effective. You know, like when people come to your website, yes, it's awesome. There's a cool video that you guys produced on your own. There's fun pictures. But when you go to that website, if you just go onto it and scroll up, scroll down, and you spend no more than 10 seconds, you get a pretty decent feel for what Watts Dental is all about. You know, the Meet Our Team picture is you upside down, you know, like in the yoga pose. You see the 305 star reviews. You see the testimonial scrolling through. You see the video. And people, I've actually talked to, well, maybe it's you or your staff that have said, people will see what you present online and then feel the need that they have to come on in and check it out because they can tell something different mm -hmm. is going on. And you mentioned, I think, what's the most true thing in dentistry right now from a marketing perspective is that people are trying to build brands. People are trying to build practices. There are dentists everywhere, so what is it that's going to connect me with my dentist? And gone are the days of, I see my dentist once every six months, and, and we have a little conversation, and you know he asks about my kids, and then we move on. Now they can connect and interact with your practice, I mean, daily. If you're, yeah. if you're doing the right job. So what are you seeing on your side? You're a young business owner. Are you our customer? You know, you're patient forward. That's obvious. You just do whatever your patients need. Um, you try to, try to provide them whatever they want. So how did that mesh with, okay, now I actually have an organization to run and I have costs and I have overhead and yet I'm still trying to do everything that my patients want. Yeah, you know, and that, that's interesting because you said initially when people call and it's like, it's not about the costs, but it really is. I mean, the reason why people will only sign up for whatever your lowest plan is versus whatever your highest plan is. I mean, I didn't even hesitate. I was just like, yeah, whatever, every, I want everything. Mm -hmm. Because look where, I mean, whoever's listening, like you, you got to understand they're not looking at the ROI. They're only looking at the overhead. Absolutely. But I only pay you guys to me. I mean, shit, you know, we go to dinners as expensive as what I pay you. Mm -hmm. And I just stopped all marketing in my office, like legit. We had that conversation. Yep. I cut off every stream of marketing except you. Yep. You're the cheapest, no offense, marketing that I have <laughs> that gives me the biggest ROI, but it's not necessarily measurable. Two thirds, fuck it, eight out of, ooh, sorry. No, you're no, good. I'm kidding. You're good. Um, eight out of 10 patients come in and they find me on Google. Mm -hmm. Why am I at Google? Because you guided me telling me, hey, we got to get started. We got to do this. You got to My website's not that amazing, to be honest. My, the analytics that, it, it, it's actually a waste of my time. Mm -hmm. With the regard and caveat that people only care about two pages. Most of it's on the iPhone these days and they only go to my homepage and my about us page. Yep. No one cares about what I do. The world's changed. No one will care about what I do till they know that I'll care about them. First, they just wanna know that they're coming into a place where they kind of see who you are. Mm -hmm. And nothing drives me more, literally like raises the hair on my back than those professional just like photo shots of the most upright, perfect lighting. It's like, stop. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows that that is not who you are. Show people who you are. And then um, that is why I, I, I think that person really investing $50 is just kind of hoping for success through the, the smallest type of reach. I mean, that's my biggest pet peeve that I pick when I publicly speak on practice management or business or stuff like that. It's like, we are a media world. I don't care if you say it or not. You could be the best professional, but if your brand isn't being grown out there, like how else are you going to get to the world without meeting everyone and handshaking everybody? Mm -hmm. you, you, if they're limiting your services, they're only limiting their growth because they don't wanna pay for the cost 
but they're not looking at the right way it's giving the return. Um, yep. We're too busy. And all I do what with you is like what, $1,400 of Google ads for the past 15, 14 months. Yep. Now we're stepping it up and moving it all towards the new office, but that's literally that and whatever your highest service is. And I don't even know what you guys utilize because everything I want, you guys just do. You've never questioned or said like, oh, sorry, we don't do that. It's just, hey, can you do this for me? Yep, no worries, we'll figure it out. Okay, cool. That, yep. it, it's insane. Operate. So that's what my message is to people. It's just don't look at your overhead costs as like, shit, my CPA said like, hey, Jason, is there any way that you could reduce or limit your website marketing through Dr. Multimedia? I was like, no, that's a cost that, that's a non-negotiable cost because my ROI is so massive. I don't think my site's anything impressive. Um, I actually think websites in some way are going to become archaic. Um, yep. They're maybe just proof of validation to be on Google, which that's the most important thing, right? Yep. We're now a Google world. 100%. I know. And, and it's scary because the power is now in the, the consumer's fingertips. Um, you guys, it's insane, disgusting. 2,500 five-star reviews. Like, yep. it, it is a goal to get to 2,500 five-star reviews. And you remember that time when I was literally going through a spell of bad reviews from an ex-employee. Yep. It was a bad time and you just guided me through the whole process and, and, and I totally understood it. But the ROI that digital media or just web media and Google ads gives me that I can't measure, that's my biggest, uh, pet peeve is I can't measure it accurately. Mm -hmm. I only know where my patients are coming from and they say Google. Now I don't know where through Google. I don't know if it's my ads, I don't right. know if it's my websites, I don't know if it's from Google because they typed in Facebook on Google and got, you know? Yep. Um, it's just either Google or Facebook. Everything else is just a waste. And, and I don't utilize Facebook anymore because I didn't see the ROI in it. Um, mm -hmm. Some people say it was just the false leads where we discussed. Yep. Um, so now it's just Google. And it's insane. It's insane. Yeah, and <clears throat> I mean, that, that's exactly right with where things are going. But part of what's at play there is they're saying that's where they found you because that's where they see you. Right. You know, it may have been that their neighbor said, oh, you got to go check out Dr. Watts. I just tried the practice or someone's telling someone about Apollo, right, and how their kid had a great time and got to meet the dog and all of that. And yes, that was that word of mouth referral that everybody needs to stay in business. But because your practice is visible on Google, they can encounter you on Facebook, like that's what people remember. And I'm not even convinced that that's how you're getting your new clients, but I think your new clients and your new patients are seeing you on there, even if they just need like your address. They're gonna type in Watts Dental, they're gonna see your reviews, yeah. they're gonna see your hours, they're gonna see your 24 seven for emergency, and they've gained all this information. Like you're right when you say it's a Google world. Like the only, one of the only reasons we know that websites are gonna stick around for a little bit is because websites are what's published on Google. For sure. The second Google unlit, unveils a directory of other things, that's where we're gonna turn all of our attention, right? Because you can, even when you went to the Shore House this morning, you probably didn't even have to get to the Shore House website to know everything about it. Like Yelp told you that it was good, you got directions off of Google maybe, you, you knew the hours, you rolled up, you, their, their website's irrelevant, you know, even right. though I'm on it all the time because I live nearby, but it is not necessary. Google will serve you or Facebook will serve you the information. So like when you go to an elementary school and you're singing songs about brushing people's teeth and then that goes on Facebook and then I see it or, you know, or someone in your community sees it, 
like that's oh watts dental that's that brand and then when you if someone asks me later oh how'd you hear about watts dental a lot of times that gets injected yeah. in so yeah i agree with you i i mean we benefit from the fact that some people can't measure it because you look at all this website traffic and you're like well hey if the website's doing well then i'm not going to mess with what's working but i think behind that is like what's actually going on in your community and then when people want to find you you're right there yeah because you're at the top and, and, and it, it's so there's, there's two things I want to just add to that for everyone listening. It's first off, I look at my web presence through you guys, which you guys obviously do everything. Um, I look at my website presence like a muscle. And if I want to grow my muscle bigger, I can't do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what's been working in the past. Bicep curls are great. But there's going to be a point where I have to change either the weight or I have to change the technique or I have to change the system. It's not complacency, don't get me wrong. I I wish that it was that simple. It's adaptation. Mm -hmm. I need to continuously adapt and change my website as I'm growing or as our branding or as I'm learning my business further and further. The the second thing, and that's why I don't even think twice because all I do is just email you guys what I want and it's done within 12 to 24 hours. It's insane. Mm -hmm. Um, Even on the East Coast, I've called you and it's like 7 a.m. at four in the morning and you're responding to me or someone is in the office responding to me. Um, Whether for some reason my office hours change or Google goes, I don't know what it is. Um, So thank you for that. But the next thing is, is the backward thought of people starting businesses when it comes to healthcare because their goal is to serve patients, right? Like we go to school to help people, but once we come out and we start to realize what making money is or what owning a business is like, all of a sudden our mentality's changed. Now we're thinking of ROI, we're thinking about business, but we, we lose the purpose of getting the people. Now, when I opened the business, I knew that I had to get people and I didn't know how. That was the scariest thing, right? I could build whatever I wanted to, but if people weren't coming in the door to utilize my services, right? I only make money when my hands are in someone's mouth working. Um, people limit their budget, right? People want to, it's encouraged which is so backwards, I'll pick a fight with any freaking business company, consultant, or anything. Yeah, they're like, oh, you need to have a marketing budget. Um, No, screw that, that's my bloodline. Mm -hmm. I need to put all my money towards marketing and have a budget on other things, because I know I can do the work, I just need the people to come in the door. So, yeah, it's scary. It's scary to be like, okay, how much money in Google ads do you want? I don't know what's good. Okay, a thousand bucks. I'm not even making a thousand bucks. Okay, then I have to pay what, $1,400 for your monthly membership. And then I have to, you know, then I need to send out flyers and this and that. And people try to skim by the bare minimum and that's how they grow. They grow at the bare minimum growth. I didn't want that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even have money in the new office. Everything's leveraged in the initial office. I've doubled the staff. My payroll's through the roof. I'm bleeding left and right. Like you said, I'm successful. Thank you. Where? Mm-hmm. How are you going to measure that, right? Because yep. everyone's like, oh, Jason, you're successful because you have two offices. Wrong. I'm in more debt. The guy sleeping under the bridge is more liquid rich than I am. Mm-hmm. Like you could take everything I physically own in life and sell it. Give me as much cash as I could literally have walking around naked, which is a horrible sight. <laughs> and I still don't have enough money to pay off my debt. Or just my student, the, my student loans are $580,000. Sure. Like people are like, oh, okay, your office makes a lot of money. Sure, yes, we work hard. We provide an excellent service. Yes, we do produce a lot of dentistry. My overhead is through the roof. Like if you actually put the metrics of my business and we're like statistically, how, how's your office? I'm horrible. Mm-hmm. I'm horrible. That's because I know that I'm burning 
all the money, I'm reinvesting it right into the practice. Like we had this conversation, right? Like how do you get this insanely beautiful dope office uh, like to give me a, to give the listeners a visualization, like I'm sitting in a glass room overlooking San Diego with badass furniture everywhere with a soundproofing phone booth for privacy and all these Mac equipments. How, how do you get here? You don't get here by being conservative. You get here by being aggressive. Yep. And that's the thing. It's people in the healthcare don't want to be aggressive in their business because they think that people care about what they do. News alert, I don't even have a plaque. I have my diploma on a wall because legally I have to in the state of Florida. Uh -huh. I don't want, I hate when I go into an office and it's just placards of accolades. Like no one cares. Yep. I don't care, no one's asked, okay, lies. One person asked me where I went to school and it didn't make the decision in treatment. People just wanna know that you care, that you're a person, that you, people care more about my personality than they do about my business. Yep. They don't care about, being top 40 under 40. They don't care about having a multi-million dollar practice. They don't care about multiple occasions. They just care that I'm a person that's going to take care of them. I'm doing invasive things. There's only one other place that's as invasive as your mouth or your face, okay? And mm -hmm. we obviously know where that yeah. is. I, people walk into my office scared shitless. Absolutely. And they're scared a little less shitless after they've searched me on social media or Google or on my website. I would love to work, live in a world where I would say it didn't matter anymore. And dentistry, any medical healthcare business, veterinarians used to be so much more successful when none of this existed yep. because it was easier. There was a different mentality of respect. It's like, oh wow, okay, the dentist told me I have to do that, I have to do that. Now it's the dentist told me I have to do that, let me think about it. And go Google it. Yeah. And go Google it. People come in, they're, they're Google Docs now. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, like we all, in an academic life, I had to do research papers. I actually had to used to go in libraries and where it was validated credentialed. Now people can't decipher that. Wikipedia used to never be a credentialed source for research and now it's where we only go for research mm -hmm. and it's all peer review. Society doesn't know how to filter through that. So I need to get them to my office as fast as I possibly can. And I, I, I tell the people listening, like don't limit your budget, be more aggressive with it. And we had a good plan. We were like, hey, we're gonna do everything for four to six months and then measure it and then consolidate and cut back. Yep. Everyone's like, no, do something, see if it works and then grow from there. Or don't do this, it didn't work for me. Well, what works for me and what works for someone else in a different location or a different town, I, I can't tell you that. I'm just gonna tell you what works for me. And we did everything. We blasted out in every avenue and we've consolidated. Mm -hmm. And now we've consolidated and compounded what's been working. And, and everyone who opens a business, yeah, it's scary. I get it. We're all broke. We make no money. We have a shit ton of student debt. Like, society doesn't see that. They just see right. like, oh, you're a dentist. I'm paying for your yep. boat. It's like, dude, you got a filling. It was 150 <laughs> bucks. What kind of boat is that paying for? Uh -huh. Right? You got to be aggressive. You got to and, and And it's scary. And it's it puckered my butt a lot. It still does. Mm -hmm. But y y you have to be aggressive when it comes to this. Um, so, I mean, I was excited to do this, but now I'm kind of living why I was excited is because it's this kind of insight. So I know, like, for example, my, most of my Instagram followers are actually dental students. No coincidence, right? They're, who's <laughs> sure. on Instagram. And I know the dream they're being sold because we, we're on the other side of it all the time. They're like, I'm going to come out of college. I'm going to come out of uh, dental school. Right, banks are just giving away money right now. So it's like, oh, I've already got a half a million in debt. Why don't I tack on a couple more hundred thousand? Oh, I'll, I'll open my own practice and I'll just be successful like faster. Like, it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like gone are the days of like, 
I'm going to go be an associate for 10 years, and, um, and then I'm going to learn everything, learn the craft, I'm going to take over the practice, or I'm going to start my own practice. Like, everyone wants to speed that up. And, you know, if you're a Henry Ford fan, one of his quotes that we love around here, is he says something to the effect of, like, the man who, um, like, cuts marketing to save expenses is like the man who stops a clock to save time. It's like, it doesn't work like you said you're seeing the you're seeing the expense side and i get it i mean my dad is a doctor i grew up in a household where the practice was the way that you live so you've got overhead you've got all kinds of medical you've got all kinds of expenses that a normal small business doesn't have to deal with you're only making money when you're practicing medicine i mean can you imagine if i was only making money when i physically was working on a website like it would be i don't even know what i would do so you have all of these um you know, kind of restrictions that go along with what you with what you do, and so they do view it strictly as I need to keep expenses low, I need to keep uh, profit high, I need to do this, and they lose sight of so much because the what I'm hoping that you've experienced over the last 18 months, the hidden benefit here is if people come in trusting you, I'm hoping that your acceptance rate on your treatment plans is going to be higher, you know, naturally than when they don't trust you. Naturally. Right? So if the brand, if it's respected, when someone sees 300 Google reviews, I know you look at our Google reviews, but for a dental office of 18 months, 300 is off the charts. When I see that, I'm like, well, shit. If Dr. Watts tells me I need to do something, I I will figure out a way to do it. Granted, I understand not everyone, some people have finances as a real issue, and then you will help them solve that problem. But... It's not even usually about finances. Like you said, people will come in with all kinds of fancy things and then question you on $200 worth of procedures or x-rays or whatever because, well, I don't know, we, we don't have to get into what their mentality is all about, but they're also just looking at the expense instead of like oh, preventative care, you know, saving money over the long run, being healthy. Um, and that would kind of be the parallel here is that, yeah, business owner, Absolutely scary. You know, like I think you were asking us, like, how do we do this office? How are we in California? And, you know, $50 at a time is probably the most honest answer. You know, yeah. 50, we have to bend over backwards for a client spending $50 a month. And there's no money. We lose money on that particular encounter, of course, if we're paying someone $25 an hour in here, you know, in the office and paying rent and all of that. But we built it the exact same way that you're talking about was Dr. Multimedia becomes a brand, it becomes trusted, people want to do business with us, we do right by them, we don't mind taking a short-term loss on an account uh, if they're going to trust us and be with us over the long haul. And it had to snowball, right? Like, we, it wasn't that long ago that me and my business partner were sharing a house in North Las Vegas, Yeah, yeah you know, working 18, 19 hours a day, doing nothing but that. Because like you said, when you start a business, it is scary. It sucks. There's not a lot to celebrate. I mean, I think a real entrepreneur knows in the back of their head that their freedom is ultimately what they are, you know, slaving away over. Um, but... At the beginning, it's none of that. And I see some of these young business owners come up, um, you know, uh, well, not like yourself, but in your same position. Like, it wasn't that long from school to opening your practice doors, right, for you? No, about a, a year and a half. I didn't work for six months, so about second year. Yeah, I, so that's almost uh, nothing in, yeah. the, in the grand scheme of things, considering you were in school for probably, you know, 10 plus years um, focusing on this. So it's it's different, and the and the world is changing. And just to go back, when you were like, you know, hey, probably just said I'm successful, how? It's... I don't even need to see your numbers, right? And, I, and you probably shouldn't see your numbers based on what you're telling me. It's that what you're building is something that's going to be larger than Q1 
Q1's profit and loss. What you're trying to piece together out there in, in Florida is something bigger than just you know your expenses. Now, granted, if you have the same expenses over your first 18 months, every 18 months from here to forever, that might be an issue, right? Yeah, Unless you're just constantly sure. building a new practice, which that would be a dream come true. But we had to stack it the same way. We couldn't worry about, oh, and this is why you never get a no. The question can't be, Dr. Watts paid $1,500 a month and we need to do all this work. When we calculate this out, we're only gonna make $200 in February. Like we're gonna have to tell him no or, or charge him extra. Like forget all of that, right? That That's so short-sighted. Um, it can't even be, this is what Dr. Watts spent this year and this is what we made. No, we're trying to, we're, the, we're looking at the trajectory where, hey, if I do right by you and if I always do right by you, then when I do think you need to spend more money, you're probably not going to resist, but also you're going to know that I'm, I'm recommending it, you know, from the bottom of my heart. And if you're growing, I think I told you in a text message, like your successes, like are my successes. If you get named top 40 under 40, whether or not I had anything to do with that, which I didn't, um, it's really great for the Watts Dental brand. It's really great for the Doctor Multimedia brand. It's really great for everybody that does business with you. It's really great for everybody that comes to see you um, because that's kind of what spreads out there. That's the old fashioned accolades on the wall, right? That's mm -hmm. what that was supposed to represent was, oh, I went to Harvard Dental. I, I did this, I've won these awards, so you should trust me. But like you said, no one cares anymore nope. about that. No one cares where I went to school. <clears throat> uh, no one cares what I did for the first 10 years outside of college. They care about what I can do for their business right now, today, and what we can provide them. And just like your patients, they want a real person and I know that when people look you up or they research you, they're like, I like Dr. Watts. Like, I want him working on my mouth because even the most reasonable adults are scared shitless of the dentist, right? They have yeah. this irrational fear of the dentist and anything helps, like a beautiful office helps, friendly staff helps. What helps more than anything is actually feeling like, you know, the person, yeah. you know, that you know the doctor. I mean, let me be honest. Everyone says my office is gorgeous, right? Why? Because I have a wood wall, I have a carpet. In the, live, in the lobby. Like literally my office is so basic. I've been in so many nicer offices because yeah, that, that's all comfortable and that's nice, but no one cares. Mm -hmm. No one cares. They, they, the office doesn't make the experience. Right. The people make the experience. The culture makes the experience. If consumerism is just changing all around, right? Like us health professionals are consumers to you. Mm -hmm. And we, just like I look at as my patients, as, 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 as individuals are, you're either takers or givers in life. And 99% of people are takers. Yep. Um, they want you to do all these things for a lower cost. I mean, look at gym memberships now, $10 gym memberships. Like how do they even exist yet? They're growing so fast. Like you said, it's not about the short-term games, but the long-term goals. And I think what the issue here is that, A, it's gonna be, you're going to only explode as millennials come up. But the issue is with millennials, and this is the message for them, is that, they think they could do this on their own. Yep. And the time it takes them to do half of what you're gonna do, they could have spent that time in the chair doing what they went to school for, doing what their profession is and what they've been educated and what's gonna make them the money. They're gonna lose more money by spending more time trying to build their website, trying to build their brand and things like that. I think the, the biggest thing is that when, when we talked, I even remember, I was, I, like I was in boxers in my living room at my townhouse and i you had to know my vision you had to know my plan and i had to express that to you mm -hmm. because how else is my marketing team going to market for me if they don't know my goal 
And a lot of people are just like, okay, let me subscribe to you and then just make me look good. It doesn't work like that. Like people have to, you have to breathe who I am. Like that's your job with your thousands of other clients that you have. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, shit. I don't know if I, I should be saying this, but you are a $20 million plus company. You're a young freaking dude. And I only pay you 1400 a month. I'm a little Peapod Dennis guy, fresh out of you're school, ahead, and you're yeah. entertaining me all day. Like, you are making me feel important. It is insane. Like, the attention that you're giving me is what I give to my patients, but what people don't give in their career. Like, the mentality needs to be switched. Yep. And so that was my, my message to the millennial Dennis. And, and I tell it all the time when I speak at dental schools or to uh, young professionals. I'm like, stop. Like, I don't care how many thousands of likes you have on Instagram. Uh-huh. The amount of time you spend there doesn't give you money. There, there shouldn't be the conversation. Now, to the older dentists who probably aren't going to be listening to this unless someone makes them listen yep. to it, right? office manager, right? Like, stop being so stubborn. You, your shit doesn't, like, it, it, you're, you are not the end-all, be-all. You are not as great as you think you are. Stop saying that you know, your website's beautiful because of how much you talk about your procedures. Like, it's different and it's time to change. If you're not changing, you're dying. Mm -hmm. Yes, you could be successful, super. But I guarantee you in the 20 to 30 years you spent growing your business, and I very much respect, I don't want to ever diminish that, I'm going to crush your business (laughs) in the next two to four years. And it's, it's just a different time. Don't get me wrong. What an older individual has done through then up to now is amazing. And they did not have the ability of what we have today. Uh, and, and yeah, they're, they're super liquid happy and everything. But the times are changing, it's time they smarten up. And, and they might have a website, but they just have something. Like just the other day, I, I was at the convention center and I saw, saw your group and this, this oral maxillofacial surgeon came up. And if you, only from the word itself, it sounds fancy, right? Yep. Like, Oral maxillofacial surgeon, yeah, they're making money. And they think they're the end-all, be-all. Like, mm-hmm. they walk peacocking everybody in the hallways. Yep. And they were like, this guy was, why do I need your company? Like, what's wrong with my site? I was like, dude, pull up your website. And it was garbage. Mm-hmm. And this guy, literally, I couldn't even stand in his presence. His chest was out so <laughs> high, like, he was important. And I literally just looked at him, I'm like, my dude, respect that you're an oral maxillofacial surgeon. You're a very smart guy. You worked really hard. You have a very unique skill set. You probably make a lot of money. Um, your website's shit. Mm-hmm. You could probably make 10 times more amount of money if you spent this guy like in the most basic amounts of work. Just let them clean it up. Like you're, you're, It is the matrix of garbage on your website. There are so many different options and buttons. Like I, I, I don't even want to... Click, I'm just overwhelmed with before I even scroll down to see your, your face on it, which by the way, the picture's 20 years ago. Let's be honest, okay? That's called catfishing on the yep. Tinder world. Yep. And it, it's just crazy because everyone thinks that their story's unique. Everyone thinks that their location's unique, that their practice is unique. I'm not growing because of where I am. My community doesn't welcome me. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. It's all basic, it's all universal. It's just a minor switch or board or branding or photo and it doesn't matter. Like I'm across the freaking country and you guys have grown my practice to what it is. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it shouldn't even be a thought. The message is, is, even if you think you could build your own website, don't. If you think your kid has enough skill to build your website, 
okay, yeah, they might do a half decent job, but they don't even know the intricacies of verbiage like back tags and, and, and uh, SEO optimization. Like, yeah, they could put a website online and make it mm -hmm. look good, but doesn't mean it's functioning. Right. Like, I could have a really nice frame of an engine, of a car, but if I don't have an engine in it, it's not moving. Yep. And that's what people don't understand. Like, you taught me, you said, Jason, we gotta get your website started. I'm like, Paz, I'm not opening for four to six months, dude, I can't pay you. I get it, Jason, but you have to build roots. Like, I look at the web as literally a vine growing with, with intricacies that I don't know, and I don't, I don't wanna know. My brain doesn't have the room to figure it out. You better freaking know it. Uh -huh. I'm paying you to know it, and yeah. you guys do know it. But that's what people refuse to, to understand. It's, it's not just a website. And then there's the market, then there's your competitors, right? Who are like, oh, well, people are just website companies. They just build websites. Mm -hmm. Like, no, you guys are so much more than that for me now. I'm utilizing every service that you guys can possibly have, even if it, it's not offered, because you guys are techie. You are, your, your staff, whether millennials or not, are just fast. Like, if I mm -hmm. need a brochure, a pamphlet, I'm no longer paying a guy to print and give me a $60 an hour bill on top of that. I was like, Psh, dude, don't, don't, I'll get it designed and then I'll give it to you. Yeah, that happened this week. I it saw did. the email it come did. in, yeah. Like, I, I don't even know, you know what, if there's a company that in the first six months hired a full-time marketing director where that's not even, there's no ROI for that. Like, my, my CPA was like, Jason, what are, you, what are you hiring a full marketing director for? I've talked to the offices that have 20, 30, 40 offices. I've talked to people that have four or five offices. They're like, you don't hire a full-time marketing director until you have at least three to five offices because why would I want a dead income? That's my most profitable, valuable payroll. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's my bloodline and she communicates through you. And I was like, stop, stop spending your time doing things. Email my vision to Dr. Multimedia, let them put it together in 10 minutes, five minutes. You guys just know how to do it. Why am I gonna sit there trying to Photoshop the shit that it's gonna take me hours? Yep. It makes no sense. Let me go cut a crown, see a patient, and I'm going to make exponentially more money than I would to even think about doing it on my own. Mm -hmm. You guys are freedom of thought. You're freeing my time. My time is the most valuable thing in the world. It doesn't matter how rich you are in life. Time can never be bought again. Always. Look at, look at Steve Jobs. He died from cancer. Richest man in the, one of the richest men in the world. It doesn't matter. You can't beat time. Yep. Everything else you could buy, you can't buy time. We're diving into the practice growth aspect here, especially from outside perspectives, which I'm excited about because what you're seeing and I think what you're enjoying when, in terms of our visit comes from that philosophy. And I'm not that way, or at least I wasn't that way, right? I have a business partner. It's the yin and yang, as you'll see you know, when you meet him later today. Um, he's the double down, right? Double down, double down again, keep doubling down. Forget the budget. There is no budget spend it all and i'm traditionally the more conservative like well wait is this a good idea right yeah. but it doesn't even matter and one thing that he taught me is speed over everything right so i am always i'm Praz is always the guy that like hey he'll do the better job if you send that to Praz, but it's going to take you longer to get it back because i'm doing a bunch of other things too so but i had to let go very early on that hey even if one of my staff can't do it better than me or even as well if they're going to get it out faster and that's where we need to get to go. Because if time is the only thing that matters, all we can do is try to accelerate time the best we can. So when you tell me, hey, I think I'm over leveraged, I'm thinking, no, you're not. 
you're just moving faster than traditional metrics say you're supposed to move. Mm -hmm. And as long as cash flow, I mean, cash flow is what's behind all of this. If we didn't have cash flow, we wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be living where I am. We're, we're counting on consistent cash flow. So as long as your practices are growing in their cash flow, how could really anyone say, oh, you've over leveraged because you're trying to get the next practice to the cash flow of your current one. Even if you're going to take a step back at, you know, at Fishhawk, you're trying to boost Apollo Beach yeah. up right off the bat because you physically have to be there billing out or you're not going to be making money. And so now, like you said, we are back to your time. And I think the internet a lot of times distorts, distorts people's version of time, especially the millennials. Like, no joke, uh, my, uh, Ace always says, like, he, he thinks there are a lot of people out there that would be more impressed if he had a million followers than if he had a million dollars cash, like, on the table. Like, we have been, we have been warped enough that oh some people God. will be like, oh, that, that million dollars is fake, but those followers, right? Like, that shit's real. Right. Um, and, and they have that same approach to marketing, and then the millennials are going to be the new business owners. It's like, oh, yeah, why would I pay that for a website? I can do this. Or oh, I know so-and-so that can do that. But ultimately, it's the time, and it's also not obsessing over it. Like the problem, one of the problems if you tried to build your website is you would, not only would you be spending the time building it, but you'd be obsessing over the, the decisions you were making. We, we talk about decision fatigue just in our normal day-to-day, -day, let alone when you take on a project that you're not supposed to take on, and you're making every decision for the first time. So, yeah, speed over everything. You know, in the in the face of uncertainty, make the quick decision, and then I think what separates you from someone just like bulldozing their way through this is then you have to take a moment and reevaluate and yeah. admit that you have made you might have made ten horrible decisions in a row, and now it's time to fix them or get out of them or you know or change gears. To me, that's what running a practice is supposed to be about. But again time doesn't allow most doctors to do any of that. They wake up, they go see patients all day long, they come home, they have families, they have whatever, they wake up and they do it again, and they have like 15 minutes a day to actually think about running their business. So that actually is a question I have for you because you're not just a business owner, you're not just a dentist, you also have a presence you know, at conferences, speaking, you're a triathlete, you're always training. Um, where do you find the time, like the physical time in your day to get all this stuff done? Like, how do you do it? That's actually uh, a lecture I give. Um, it, um, and the thing is, is that people don't have a routine. Mm -hmm. and I'm not a robot. And, and, and this applies all of this information and, and uh, you know, things that we're talking about apply to whether you want to be just one business that happy, you know, mom and pop shop for the rest of your life because you have a beautiful family and you don't want to grow and you're content where you are. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely I'm not. A, I'm a single yeah. guy. I, I don't have a kid or anything. I grew up sleeping on a floor when my parents divorced my dad. Like, my mom raised me as a single mother. Like, I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. I'm freaking hungry, okay? And I'm going to always remind myself what hungry is like. Um, and I'll never forget that. But, um, you know, if you don't evaluate where your time's best spent, see, to me... Um, people measure success as in followers or money. Mm -hmm. I measure success as in time availability. And if you're not evaluating your routine consistently, um, you're losing endless amounts of, of, of things, um, of time. And my, my main focus, for the first year, I didn't look at a single monthly statement. I didn't. Um, wow. I paid an account a lot, uh, a lot of money, and 
I didn't look at a single monthly statement because I didn't want my decision making to be decided by money. I wanted my patients to be treated with the same technology, information, equipment, respect, uh, experience that I would want. Um, now I tailor the service to them, but I know that if I, someone was working in an invasive spot that I want to have the most advanced and up-to-date technology and that's all really expensive. Mm -hmm. um, so I have my routine. And then when you have your routine, you have to find someone to evaluate your routine because people are jaded by their own thing. Everyone says like, oh, yep. I don't have more time. Yep. I guarantee you I could evaluate anyone's routine and easily find 30 minutes in a day. I where, know you could. Yeah. yeah. When I found out statistically through Simon Sinek that millennials spend at least 45 minutes on the phone a day on social media, I stopped. Mm -hmm. When I found out that people bring their phone, their phones to the bathroom and it increases their average bathroom time from like two minutes um, to about 10 minutes, I stopped bringing my phone to the bathroom. I'm guilty of that, 100%. Yeah. When I found out that just making your bed so simple in the morning before you do anything else, you've already achieved a task that's mentally gonna put you more successful in your day, mm -hmm. it's an unconscious thing. When it's so easy to just leave my bed messy, the thing is, it's not that you've done the task already to make your bed, it's when you come home after an exhausted day into a clean room, all of a sudden, it's a different mentality of thought. Everything I do, there's, there, it's more efficient time. When I, my clothes are out the night before. Um, meal prepping already. Um, mm -hmm. it, it just, it doesn't matter. When people say they don't have time in a day, they're lying. And someone else hasn't evaluated the routine and they think that they're busier. Right. And guess what, there's always someone busier than you. Of course. Sleep faster, yep. be healthier, work out more. When people, if they don't exercise and they're complaining that their back hurts, I mean, come on. Right. You're, all the time I'm hearing these, these healthcare providers, these doctors, talk about their issues and health issues. And I'm like, do you even exercise? How can a dentist give advice with bad teeth? When I went to school, all my professors had bad teeth. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how are you a dentist? <laughs> it's like getting you know, advice from a cardiologist who's fat with type 2 diabetes. Right. Like you're a hypocrite at that point. Right. Um, you want more time with your family than be more efficient at work. You want more time at work, don't live so far. Okay, you want more money in the bank, don't buy such a big house, you don't need it. Mm -hmm. All right, there's excuses, that's the issue. Is that people, it's not that they don't have the time, it's that they have the excuses. And their excuses in today's world have overpowered the progression of where people wanna go. And they expect to just get to that successful outcome. Like you talked about millennials coming out of school and they're just like, I'll be more successful faster, how? Like all the time, right. these dental students come out of school thinking that people just come out wanting, like, oh yeah, here, Dr. Watts, here's 40 to 60 grand. Please give me beautiful veneers like, you know, all these celebrities have. Like, people don't just walk in with cash and, you know, in a briefcase being like, here, I have this luxury of cash sitting around. Please utilize it for me because they have nothing else better to do. Like, it's such a backwards thought where they think mm -hmm. that. And, and just because you see it on social media, everyone's so jaded by the social media, like you said. Like they'd rather have one million followers and one million dollars. They also think that someone's life is truly where it's at from that photo and oh, moment God. in time. Yeah. And it's insane. Like I, I remember when I first opened, a company approached me um, to edit my photos for me. And they showed me before and after photos of edits where they were showing people in photos with like a landfill behind them to all of a sudden people in photos like in a field of flowers with the perfect like stratus clouds and the mm -hmm. most beautiful sun with the rays are just showing through. 
And I literally said, I, I emailed them, I was like, please don't ever communicate with me again. I was like, if you're gonna jade my life that much to make it look that good, mm -hmm. then I'm living the wrong life. Yeah. Like, that photo I take better be the life that I wanna show. And people don't get that. Yeah. And they lose train of thought, they lose sight of that, and they think that just because someone has a super dope car, like I'm in California, same thing in South Florida, like I left Miami because I didn't want to become that person where yeah. I want the car to justify the means. I'd rather have the ugliest, most broke down car knowing that I could stop working at 3540 versus having the nicest freaking car I'll ever, that anyone, majority of people will never own, mm -hmm. but I have to work just to pay my monthly bills. Right. Yeah. Uh, I knew we would get to some life advice, you know, today just because that's what happens yeah. uh, when we talk. So that, yeah. that's amazing. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest, I struggle with everything you just described, right? Like, I do take my phone into the bathroom. I answer my phone in the shower. Like, if a customer calls and I'm in the shower, I will answer it. Uh, oh, boy, that's a I, good yeah, call. I, I'm a, yeah, my, my girlfriend, it drives her insane, right? Because she's trying to protect that time at home. And she's, you know, you have to be, she tells me all the time, you have to be more efficient at work. You can't just come home and complain about how busy you were all day. And then that's why you don't have time or energy or you can't make decisions now. Um, and it is that routine. And every, you know, it, everyone always says that we all have the same amount of time in the day. And yet some people are, are being able to get so much done. Um, and that was the first time I ever heard someone say it's not about time, it's about excuses. And I think that's, I think that's perfect. And, and that's not just the way you manage your time. The, way, the reason you make your bed in the morning is because the things you do at home in your daily life will spill over into the way that you run your business. You know, you're not going to, if you can't, if you don't believe that's important, then maybe you're not, this is a bad example, but shutting down the computers or putting the stuff away at the end of the day. So when the staff comes in in the morning, stuff's everywhere because no one packed up, you know, the night before. Um, and it's that importance. And you said a little bit earlier, you know, like, what, what makes my practice beautiful? Like, I've got wood in the walls, I've got carpet. I've never been in your practice, but I'm willing to bet that what makes your practice beautiful is the energy yeah. of the people inside of it because that I know stems down from the top and if if I pick up on a certain amount of energy just over the phone like you said we never met before today um, but I knew kind of I, I knew your personality and I know if you're teaching your staff and if you're only gonna hire people that can live up to that standard the whole business is gonna have that energy and that motivation and you know Mondays you know you, you guys love Mondays at Watts Center we love yeah. Mondays here best at, freaking day of the week that's it, 100%. Yeah. And even that is so counter to a lot of people's mentality where if Monday's not your best day of the week, what are you doing, right? Yeah. Like you should, be, you should be doing something else with your week and you should be setting it up that way. So that really spills over into everything. It's not like, I'm glad you pointed out the Photoshop thing. If people go to your website or if they read your reviews, we're not magically making you look good. No. on your website. We're not like guiding you on how to present yourself and then faking it. We're just putting out there and trying to get as many eyes as possible on what's authentic, you know, to you. And there are a lot of dentists that run practices where there isn't really anything noteworthy, you know, on, on the surface. It's a regular practice. It's in a strip mall. They probably do average medicine. So what are they going to do to grow their practice? That doctor either needs to change you know, and grow as a person and as a doctor, or also get out there in the community and forget and stop having the excuse that people can't find you on Google or that no one wants to leave your review. 
and get out there and make it happen. Shake some yeah. hands. You know, go go to the PTA meeting and make sure everyone there knows you're a pediatric dentist. Whatever. I mean, go to the neighboring businesses that you have. If you're not busy, then you've got some time on your hands. You know, go to all the businesses in a one square mile area, introduce yourself, offer them the friends and family discount for them and their staff, and say, hey, by the way, if you send anyone my way, I'm going to give back to your business, mm -hmm. you know, in this way. And, and I'm pretty sure you believe this just from what you've been talking about. You have to give without the expectation of return. You have you, if you're giving just to get something back. First of all, you're a shitty person. Yeah, but, but super. Sec but second of all, it's not going to work because no. people see in today's day and age. Right, people see through that in a heartbeat. And so if you're just putting out a special or if you're just doing something with your practice because you want something back from your patient, it's not going to work. No. Right, they're not going to opt for that treatment plan. They're not going to do the thing that you want them to do. Instead. You have to give, give, give everywhere you can. And like you said, the, the best thing you can give is your time, but it's also the most limited thing you can give. And then rely on that. Rely on what you've given. And then it comes back to you, you know, multiple fold. You know, you obviously you're, you're enjoying the cars, the setting, the office space. And that's what people will see. I don't see any of that, you know, honestly. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I would, uh, people might want to challenge me, but I would, there would be no change in my happiness level if I was getting into a Honda Civic every morning. Yeah. It's not how my life is built. It it's, not, it's not the things I care about. It shouldn't be the giant factor. Now I know for my business partner, he gets a sense of pride seeing that he's built something where I step into a nice car every morning. And it's not even, he probably wouldn't even care about his car, but he likes to see the people that he's responsible for living well. So he gets a sense of pride out of it for that reason. And I'm happy to oblige, you know, there's, right. not, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. But all I see is, I need to, even though I have all of those things that maybe a, a new digital marketer is aspiring to one day have and thinking they've made it once they have it, I'm putting in more hours day for day than they are, mm -hmm. right? Because I don't see that. Those were just nice milestones along the way. No, no big deal. The, the business can afford it, so it's cool. Uh, we have to drive in a car anyways. You know, what's the difference between my, my payments, 800 or 1200 or 1500 As long as the business is growing, we can justify it. But... I'm waking up every morning only focused on the fact that I need to be in the office by 6.50 if I can. I'm planning on staying till 6. I'm not going to get home till 7. And I'm literally in today out producing the people that are aspiring to take my place. Or at least that's my goal. They might right. be putting in more than me. And in their minds, if they're doing it for the wrong reasons, they're working to have the things that I have. And then they'll, they'll call it a day or they'll get complacent or they'll ease up. But it was never about that. Just like... For you, it's never about, it wasn't about the monthly statements. It wasn't about what's my, there, there will be plenty of other dental owner, dental business owners that will go, that will show you their monthly statement with pride. Like, look how much profit they, you know, that they put out. And it'll blow your practice out of the water. But again, I know who I'm going to bet on long term. This morning after breakfast, we talked about trajectory. We're, we, aren't excited about you. Well, we are excited about you because of the success you've had in 18 months, but that's not why we're excited about you. We're excited because we honestly believe if someone does the things you do and value the things that you value and builds, you know, obviously makes good business decisions, that what that's going to mean 10, 15, 20 years down the line for the brand Watts Dental. I mean, I hope you retire at 35 and you're not, and you're not in people's mouths unless you want to be, but what that investment is going to make in terms of your business. You know, it's called practice growth with pros. You're trying to grow your practice. Yeah. And if you're not, like you said, no big deal. Like 
that's awesome. If you're content, that's really all any of us are working towards anyways, but you're hungry, we're hungry, you know, we have our sights set on much, you know, bigger and better things. Um, that's, you know, what's going to fuel your practice growth. So I've rambled for a bit, but to tie it back, like, it's the routine. It's not just your your time-saving routine, it's your work routine. It's yeah. what's going on in the practice. You know, I was listening to a, a dental podcast uh, for dentists, but I just tune in to see what I can gain out of it. And they were talking about, like, when you look at the daily schedule, I think she called them X's, like slashes and dots or something. But it was, the, the point of it was the dentist's time and whether they're always doing something that's productive. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, you might have an hour appointment booked, the dentist doesn't have to be in that room, you know, for the whole hour. If, if you've got seven minutes that you can squeeze out of that appointment to go prep a crown or whatever, I mean, you're gonna yep. have to correct me on the terminology, yep. and then you can squeeze another five minutes out of a, you know, out of a checkup where the hygienist is taking care of it and you're back doing work. So many people that don't have your drive will still have those seven minutes or those five minutes, and they'll just let them go. Yeah. They'll just watch the clock tick. They'll have a snack. Man, that's that's just life gone right there. Yeah, it is. Wow. But if they if they used every free minute that they had that they didn't have to be in someone's mouth, doing work that was gonna help them see more people or get more appointments done or same day treatment, you know, that's where you're gonna grow your practice. You physically can't can't clone yourself. I mean, I, I hope you hire an associate that's like you, but you never find someone that cares as much as you do. Nope. It's just not how the world works. So, okay, so. You're staring at two practices now. You're staring at having to be physically in two locations, which means travel time. Um, what adjustments are you going to make? Or what's, what's your initial plan here for, all right, everything has just changed right? yeah. in terms of your life? Super scary. Every, every, all, all my bills have doubled. Yep. And my incomes remain the same. Yep. Actually, my income is going to drop now because mm -hmm. I'm going to start a new office while my associate's at my current office. And I'd love to get another associate, but question is can I afford them mm -hmm. and is it really a question because if it has to get done it's going to be done but my thing is my plan right now is um, and I'm not reinventing a wheel by opening a second office there's there's companies that own hundreds of offices mm -hmm. um, but it's my second office and for me I, I don't know how the system is going to work but I'm going to be there uh, two three days a week and then I'm going to be in my my initial office for the other two, three days a week, and my associate and I will switch. And then in about four months is my target goal to start searching for an associate. Mm -hmm. Then I'll have one associate full-time in each office. I'll bounce back around a little bit, yep. and then I'll start opening a third office. I mean, it's not how many offices you have, because just opening more offices doesn't make you more successful. Right. It's about how well each office is run. And I pride myself in my goal was to do a million dollars in collections my first year, and we did 1.3. Nice. I'm the fastest second loan Bank of America has ever signed. In seven months, they signed a new loan yep. with me after opening my first practice. And it's easy to get the first loan. Any bank will give you the first loan. Mm -hmm. Once you get the first loan, to get the second loan, everything's leveraged. Everything is leveraged. Yeah, you're doubling down. Super. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, I'm just, we're gonna do what we do best. I, I, I've, I've filled up the office with a little extra staff to get them trained. We're gonna split up the staff at the first. We're continuously growing. I'm looking to hire about four to five more people. And we are going to, do our best to replicate our systems in our first office into the new office. And I've literally been struggling the past four or five months because I everything that I've been doing, I've been typing out and getting manuals to. And my philosophy in life is KISS, keep it simple, stupid. Mm -hmm. um, I've learned to delegate a lot more tasks. I'm empowering a lot more individuals. I'm trusting a lot more of my team members because I need to just be working. And for me to just be working in a mouth and then running businesses, I have to have my time available. Um, so that's the plan.
the marketing is the same the same plan as beginning. I'm using I'm focusing on what worked for the first office, and I'm doubling down even more, even mm -hmm. more aggressively. Um, we bumped up the Google ads. We're, we're uh, in more chamber meetings. People are always like, "Well, how do you get patience?" For the first six six months, I ate at every bar, whether I could yep. afford it or not, yep. and I shook people's hands and I had spark conversations and I went to local spots. I went to business chamber meetings. I was a hands-on individual because I had no marketing budget, mm -hmm. and that's why I hired a marketing director. I mean, literally, her job is to just be at local meetings through me because I can't be there and I want to be. Mm -hmm. I want to be in my community, but. That's a disservice to my patients because they're coming to see me to get work because I provide excellent care, yet people want me to be at business meetings and stuff like that. It's backwards, right? I, it's hard yep. to do both, but I, I'm trying to extend my reach. I'm trying to be an octopus here, but I only got two arms. Um, so we're going to replicate. We're going to be awesome. Uh, everything I've built in my plan is coming to life because I had it written down before I was doing it. I didn't think I'd have a second office as fast, but I grew more successful than I ever thought. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I, I've sped up the plan. Um, my my pillars, my partners, my my core groups, Doctor Multimedia, my legal team, my CPA, like they're guiding me. I'm doing the dentistry. I'm opening it. Everyone else is making sure I'm successful. That's all I can focus on. I don't want to have to think about it. Yes, it's scary. Yes, I'm I'm, I'm probably everyone would be like, dude, you're super over leveraging yourself. Uh -huh. I mean, you paid yourself $20,000 last year. Yep. Yeah, but that's not the goal. My goal is not to be sitting at a table and talking about how much money I make. My goal is to not be sitting at a table <laughs> or not be sitting on a chair at a chair doing dentistry. My goal is to have residual income where I don't have to work. I'm working because I want to so I could get back to doing the dentistry that I went to school for. Yep. It's truly passionately helping people without the thought of living or surviving. That's what my goal is going on mission trips all over the world, back to Morocco where my mom is from, and doing dentistry in the tr villages where people can't afford it. Mm -hmm. It's a luxury. So that's that's my goal. That's my, I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm not sacrificing my life, I'm not sacrificing my time. I'm just utilizing my time properly. The best answer to how you get more time is, I live my life by this thought, someone told me, Olympic athletes are not allowed to go into their rooms unless they're sleeping or changing. Oh, wow. When they, because their body and mind knows that when they go into the room, there's only two things that they're doing, so there's no distractions. Just, I treat my life like an Olympic athlete. When I walk into work, I'm working. When mm -hmm. I'm leaving work, I'm not taking work home with me. Yes, it's still my, as an owner, just like you said, if the phone rings in an emergency and I'm in the shower, I got to answer it. My staff needs me. But people do too much mushing of life. They need to compartmentalize their life better. They need to know that. It, you, you want to sleep? Don't stay up till midnight watching TV. Yep. I took the TV out of my bedroom because I was watching TV in college and I was never sleeping much. Mm -hmm. So now my sleep, although I sleep fewer hours, it's the quality's better. Um, I wake up earlier so I could get to my emails because I hate emails. Mm -hmm. I want to be a dentist, but I have to be a business owner too. Right. I have to answer emails without distractions. I can't multitask at work. I used to multitask at work. I used to use that extra free time to do something here, do something there, and then my staff would come ask me so many questions as we grew fast, and then now, Everything was getting half-assed instead of, you know, multitasking is a curse that people think it's a benefit. You can't do it. I've monetized every single thing I do. I literally now tell people, you can't listen to two things at once. That's the cocktail party phenomenon. It's a myth. I have to literally say, hold on, I'm not listening to you. And then I have to fully stop what I'm doing, turn my body and say, okay, I'm fully engaged. Mm -hmm. What can I do for you today? Same thing with the patients. If you don't take that second to walk into a room giving your undivided attention to the person, they're not believing in you and they're not gonna close your treatment. Absolutely. For a while we had an issue, we were bleeding. We, had, we were seeing hundreds of new patients 
and we were not getting the treatment accepted. And I realized it was because I was not giving my undivided attention to the patients. My body was there physically, but I was on autopilot. You need to give the full 100% effort what you're doing at all times to whether it's your kids, to your wife, to home. You, you have to categorize what you're doing in your life to be the most successful you're gonna be. And that's how you get to be where we are or where you are, 10 years, 20 plus million dollars. I mean, that's insane. At literally a margin that anyone listening to this can easily pay for at any time. Yeah. At any time. You're a high volume. Before it was, you know what? I'm going to charge more because I'm special, because you're paying for this service. Yet you're now giving this service. Society's demanding this service at a lesser cost with the same. Steakhouses are, are a joke these days. Right. They're a joke. They're no specialer than, more special than anybody else. They just cost 10 times more, and you can get the same product or quality or service anywhere else now. Look at Chick-fil-A. It's, it's true. And, I mean, I'm pretty sure what our, our clients, our doctors are buying from us are not the services we're providing. Those are great, but they can get those anywhere. Anywhere. You know, it's the experience or it's when you need them, they're taken care of. I mean, that, that example was perfect. If I'm in the chair and the doctor comes in and he's there for five seconds and I can tell he wasn't that engaged, even if, even if I have an associate working on me, but the, the owner comes in just to say hi, but he's not invested or he's, you know, I can just tell he's, this isn't where he wants to be. I pick up on that, right? Yeah. You know, and I'm in the chair. I want, if you're, I don't, I'm not expecting a ton of time, but in the time that you give me, I, I kind of want that, that personal connection. And I know that's what you preach with your staff. Now, and we can make your staff listen to this uh, down the road, but do you have, cons- so I'm, for a long time, I was terrified to leave the office, right? For sure. Because if I leave the office, all hell's going to break loose in my head. No one's going to know the answers to any questions. Um, do, do, do I trust everybody? Uh, and I've gotten better at that because we have really great people. But that was a learning curve in and of itself. So do you have concerns or what are you doing about your concerns that when you're not there, that there's just something missing? Not even if people are like goofing off or not working hard, but that there's just, you're not, you've always been there every second of every day, more or less. And now you're not going to be there, but yeah. the business needs to operate the same. How are you approaching that? Well, there's a few things. In the healthcare world, there's a legal issue that for certain things you have to be there or some type of doctor has to be in that room. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's scary. I'm losing money every time I'm not in the office. And I, in the year to date, from January 1st, 2019 to now, I think I haven't been in the office for 45 working days. And don't get me wrong, there is a loss in that income, okay? Without question, because I'm a very efficient producer when it comes to dentistry. I'm very good with my patients, I built good rapport, and I'm a very high producing dentist with good work, and I pride myself on that. But at the same time, sooner or later, my vision doesn't have me in the office 24-7, and my name's on that door. Mm-hmm. Um, I gladly validate anything my associate does and my staff, but I have to build a trust into them. Your office is only as strong as the leader in which is leading them. And I don't want everyone to just follow me. They have to, my, I have to build that confidence in my team. I have to create a leadership team. I have to build trust through um, leading by example. I'm usually the first one in my office. I'm usually the last one to leave. Recently, I've been leaving first because I need my associate to step up. I need mm-hmm. her to feel like it's her office just as much as mine, whether I own it or not. I mean, hell, I wish I could walk into an office, have zero responsibility or overhead, and just do what I'm really good at. I would love that. It would be stress-free. I would sleep so much better. I, I probably would not age as fast. I'd live longer. But the thing is, is that you have to empower your staff, and that's what enough, uh, uh, not enough people do. They don't empower their staff, or their staff also feels like they're entitled. 
and mm -hmm. that's that's a big issue we have a work hard play hard environment just like you guys have our we spend more time at work this is rhetorical shit that everyone already knows but they don't live it they just say it right. you can't saying something there's a great quote that knowledge is not power it's only potential power the execution of the knowledge is where the power truly lies mm -hmm. I start every presentation with that because everyone knows that you spend more time at work. Everyone knows your work life is your family. Everyone knows that you need to lead your staff. Everyone knows what is being done, but no one wants to live with that mentality and that creates issues. People come into work thinking that just because they show up, they're entitled to something. No, you gotta work hard for it. I actually don't have a bonus structure for my staff. Everyone's like, oh, how do you bonus your staff? How do you build that? I build value through fun, uh -huh. through knowing my team, through caring for my team. Everyone used to say that, oh, we're a patient-centric office. Okay, we care about our patients. I don't give two shits about my patients, no offense. I care about my staff. My staff works with my patients. You said it yourself. Yeah. A patient may be there for an hour to two hours, but I'm only doing 10, 20 minutes worth of work. My staff has to be happy in that environment. They have to have fun. If I run a strict ship, yeah, I might have staff that's really abides by rules and doesn't mess things up, but in the end, are they loyal? And it doesn't matter how chaotic or crazy we get. Mm -hmm. I'd rather have loyalty over fear all day long. For sure. Because they know that they're invested with me. No one cares as much as you care. No one is invested in my office as much as I am. No one has that risk, that leverage, that anything, just like you and your business. You have to somehow bring that to your staff because they're not going to do it. They, they're, not, they're never going to get to where you are in your life. Otherwise, they wouldn't be working for you. Right. Right? You'll see that through them and you'll shine through them. I don't give my, my staff doesn't have jobs, they have careers, mm -hmm. just like your team. Okay, you get rewarded for hard work. There's always gonna be those bad employees that are probably gonna mess things up. 80-20 yep. um, rule, 80% of all your problems gonna come from 20% of your staff. If you have 10 employees, two of them are gonna be bad apples. Mm -hmm. If you get rid of those two, yeah, it's gonna suck, you're scared to get rid of them, but the world will feel better inside your office. We just lived that over here. Yeah, yeah. I won't go into too many of the specifics, but it's just fact. It, I mean, firing is culture. When, if some, when you're hiring, you're just guessing. You hope, people give good interviews. They come in. When they're not a right fit, you have to pull the plug and you have to pull it quick. And I know a lot of doctors' offices suffer from this. I've seen doctors that almost feel like they're held hostage by their practice manager or by the receptionist. Oh, I can't Super. get her to do that. No, they don't. They don't. They don't want to do that. They. Oh, I, can, I, I can't leave because. It, his entitlement is one, and they haven't empowered them the right way. And I need to do a better job of that too, making sure that if I'm not here, people well, people have to practice me not being here, right? I can't just not be here all the time, and then all of a sudden not be here and think things are going to go well. Yeah. They have to get some reps in um, running the show, and then know that it's okay if they make a mistake, and we'll revisit it. And you know, obviously, some core philosophies to follow, but. Tell me what you think. What's your intuition say? Do that. And then if, you, if it was horribly wrong, I'll go over with you, you know, why that was the case. Uh, but you're absolutely right. When, if those, those two bad apples are holding back the other eight more than you could ever quantify, uh, more than you could ever measure, people will say, oh, I, I have to keep them. I, I don't have a replacement, right? Mm -hmm. we, we probably operate like you. Like, forget that. Let's just put her back against the wall. Hey, everybody, same amount of work, two less people. How are we going to get it done? Right. And then don't worry, we'll get you two more people. But just by removing those people, the other eight benefited. Super. The stress release. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's not a different conversation. It's a different skill set, same conversation. I need specific people that have specific talents that are educated in a specific way to do the work that they're going to do in the office legally. I can't teach someone 
web design, this and that. And sometimes the decisions that some of my staff make, I'm the one that does all the irreversible things, okay? I could bring a lot of harm to somebody. There could be a lot of consequences for my work. It's my staff that just forgets to do things that creates a bad taste in my patient's tongue. Mm -hmm. And it's tough because it's when, when it happens, it's too late. You couldn't have fixed it. But as long as, like you said, you're willing to grow together, it, it's a lot easier to just dismiss it. To just be like, oh, they won't do that again, or they know I'm pissed. And I, I'm guilty of this too. But you have to identify, you have to grow with it, and you have to educate and, and teach. The biggest issue is that once you open an office, people don't train staff anymore. Right. I shut my office down once a month, or at least I try to, to train for a full day with my team. And usually what we're training on is personality development. We're not training on skills. Skills training, although it needs to get done, I'd rather train on personality because it's more important. Um, that day cost me a lot of money. Mm -hmm. You know, if we do $20,000 in an office in a day, that just cost me 20 grand on top of paying my team, on top of, you know, of all this stuff, that is a lot of money. Mm -hmm. um, but it comes back 20-fold. Like people say, Jason, why are you investing so much in your associate? She could just go open across the street from you and do what you do. Sure, she could, 110%. But that amount of money I'm investing while she's with me, she's returning 20 times more than her just cruising by and me doing all the big stuff. Like I don't care, I am a transparent book. Mm -hmm. I will tell you anything I do because most people will think it's too easy. Most people think I'm doing something special. I have some type of hidden talent. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not. I, barely, I could barely get a B in school growing up. I was told by my professors I'll never make it through college. No one believes that I'm here where I am. And I live my life by the KISS principle, keep it simple, stupid. If it's not simple, then no one else can do it. And I, then I'm not going to do it because no one else can replicate it. I mm -hmm. don't think I'm any more unique than anybody else. I don't think dentistry is that complex. There are things that we're taught on to manage. And, and yes, there are, there are some things that we do that are really, really difficult. But in the end, everyone's really simple. Treat people well. Do the right things for the right reason. Have integrity. Have good ethics. And all the success will follow because it's transparent. People just feel that. People feel it. It's natural energy. And, mm -hmm. and that's what you're attracted to. Some people are like, oh, well, dude, I'm just not as confident as you. It's not a confidence. It's care. And everyone cares. It doesn't matter if you're introvert, extrovert. It doesn't matter if you're loud or quiet. It doesn't matter if you speak really good English or speak broken English. If people see that you're genuine, then they're going to gravitate to you. And yeah, it's scary to trust people in my office. And, but you know what? They're not kids. We're not children. If you treat people like children, you're going to have children. If That's you treat true. people with respect, you're going to get respect. I don't ever demand respect because you work for me. I earn your respect. Yes, at first I understand that you're, it's a new job that you're gonna be here, but I have to earn your respect. I have to earn your trust. I love how doctors are in offices, and yet their staff come and interview in my office and they say, yeah, we send, I go somewhere else for my dentistry. You mean you don't go to your own dental office that you work at? No, I, I, don't, I don't trust his work. Then why would you even work there? Right. Like, I know if my staff don't get work done in my office or if their families don't come to my office, and I'll pull them aside, it's like, hey, listen, I just wanna know. What, what's your thought? Like, wh why aren't your friends and family coming to our office? Yeah. Let me know. Where are we Be failing? Seriously. Because to me, if, if you're not going to want to brag or talk about your, where your workplace is, that's where you live. You live at work. You visit your home. Mm -hmm. You're there way more of your life. Yeah, you're sleeping. You're at your home, but you're sleeping. You're not living in your home. Right. You're living at work daily. Your For conscious sure. life is at work. You better freaking love it. And if you don't love it, Wow, I mean, honestly, just why are you living? Mm -hmm. Period, I get it, we have to work, it's inevitable. You might as well try to enjoy it. And there are shitty days, 
There of are course. those shitty. I mean, no Lots one wants to walk in <laughs> yeah. on Monday. It's a crazy day for me. Emergencies, complaints, issues, sensitivities, broken teeth, trauma. Mondays are chaos. Just absolute chaos. But you know what? We got coffee, we got food, we got each other. And it's going to happen. Mondays are coming regardless if we like it or not. Either yeah. we walk in prepared or we walk in unprepared. We have no idea what's going to happen, but we just don't care because we got each other. One team, one fight. We're only as strong as our weak slink. And, and every doctor thinks that they're, you know, the cheese to the nachos. You're right. not. Right. You're just the idiot that spent most of your life in school, and now you're over-leveraging your life by opening your business and expecting uh -huh. people to care as much as you do. We are the dumbest people in this whole world. But we do it because we love it and we know it's what we want to do for our patients. And, right. and they need to switch their mentality. And that's what they need to do. Absolutely. I mean, we're told as leaders all the time that, uh, that you know, we work for our employees. They don't work for us. I mean, obviously, physically yeah. they work for us. But if uh, I think a lot of this is from Gary Vee. But, you know, he says bad CEOs think of themselves as, um, oh, I'm going to forget it. Good CEOs think of themselves as parents. Maybe the other way around. I'm going to botch the quote. No but, the, the, but the point is that you're actually trying to teach and train and improve the lives of your staff. And you have a duty and an obligation to them to help them get to where they want to go, where they want to go in life, whatever that is, right? If that's being at home by five to take care of the kid or if that's investing or saving up money, they, we are the vehicle that they have chosen to get what they want out of life. And if they could yeah. do it themselves, they would have. They wouldn't just be choosing to work. Or they're just here to learn how to do it, and they're going to do it on their own, which is great too. But while they're under our wing, you know, we owe it to them. And I think especially for doctors, because there is that hierarchy. I went to school. I have a degree. I'm the owner of the business. I'm in charge. I see so many poorly run practices where they don't look at it that way at all. Their staff does work for them, and that's just the end of the, end of the sentence, right? And they, they'll fire people that aren't doing what they want exactly the way that they want it, or they just won't have excited people working there whereas if more doctors took everything that you just said the the one family and say hey i'm the patriarch or the matriarch of this family everything is on my shoulders and i i owe it to be providing all of these people with the avenues that they need to accomplish what they want in life and then in return you know i will get yeah. what i'm looking for out of it and so many people don't see it that way and so many new doctors that open a practice i mean it's not their fault you guys aren't trained how to run a business no, at any zero. point in time zero. so you just wake up one day and the bank's giving you a couple hundred thousand dollars and boom uh, business owner and everyone out there is trying to take advantage of you guys to get you to buy this equipment or buy that like it, this the sharks are all around right trying to get you because you have no idea what you're doing and so they 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 view it that way i'm the business owner you know this is everything is in my hands i don't know what i'm doing and from what i'm seeing from examples like yours the only way out is having that staff be exactly the way you want it is an extension of you making those same decisions making those same sacrifices that you would make if you can get someone to make a sacrifice that you would make in a particular situation i think you've won uh, because they have no reason to you're doing it you know for your long-term you know gain but they're just doing it because they they're following you and they think that's the right way to do business or medicine or whatever and i see it from you from you guys all the time you a lot of doctors don't care when they get a negative review right especially uh, the best way i could put it is if other doctors had as many good reviews that you have as you have 
they wouldn't care at all when a bad one came in. They'd be like, I have 300 good ones. But that's also the reason they don't have 300 yeah. good ones, right? You care so deeply about each and every one. I remember, I think at like 150, you're like, Praz, no, all five stars, like I'm loving it. And I, I didn't want to ruin it, but I'm like, it's, it can't last. It's not sustainable. Yeah. The bigger you get, someone's going to get pissed off. Employee, patient, friend of a patient, husband of a patient, going to leave you that, that bad review. But when it came in, you cared so deeply um, about it, you know, and it bothered you to your core because it's your name on the on the listing, yeah. it's your business. You've worked so hard to get all those good ones, and then here comes along a situation that's totally one-sided, and they leave a bad one. But it was that kind of investment in that caring in the negative review, which is why you have all those positive reviews, right? People know that you care. People know that you take it seriously. People know that you'll do anything to make them to make them happy if they have a problem. Um, and kind of the kind of the same thing, the same mentality over here, which is um, not to go on a tangent. I want we've gone, yeah, we've been going for forever, but yeah. this is this is all good. We could probably uh, do this forever yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, uh, all day long. Um, but poor editing guy. I uh, I was at I was, while we we're just chatting. Can you make sure my phone is plugged in? Yeah, it's actually Char- I charged okay. it. Okay, perfect. Thank you, time. thank yeah. you. Um, so I was. I was chatting with someone, like you said, we are a roughly you know, $20 million business or however you want to quantify it. We don't even know because we don't look at numbers that long of a time period. Uh, but I was talking to someone, um, I think someone's dad, and I think the conversation of like having thir- $30 million came up. Uh, having $30 million in the bank. He's like, $30 million? He's like, I would be fine with $3 million. This is out in Arizona. He's like, I would be set for life. You know, I'd, I'd, buy, I'd spend a couple hundred thousand dollars on my house, get a nice car, maybe two. I'd be good, I'd be content, yeah. and I'd be happy. And, and which a lot of people will say that. But then he, and he's a very simple guy, you know, sure. a, a construction worker or something like that. And he threw in this piece of insight at the end, which was, but that's why I'll never have $30 million, right? Because he's content at three, not only will he never have 30, he'll actually also never have three. Because if he's content there, there's also some level just below that where he's going to be equally content yep. and just below that. And what he has, through no faults of his own, is a you know job, maybe making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, doing well, um, living life, having his family. But it's just that fact that he, and he saw that about himself. He was like, wait, okay, I don't need 30 because I'd be good with three, but that's why I'll never have three. That's yeah. because I'm going to pull up short. You're so freaking right. I mean, people think that the number measures your success. And it really doesn't. I'm not, I'm not losing sleep. I'm not m- opening multiple practices just to have. If I want to, honestly, I would be more successful from an actual physical, tangible, measurable money in my bank account if I would have never gone to school, if I literally would have just worked at McDonald's and raised up the ladder at McDonald's or something like that. Mm-hmm. Why am I leveraging myself? It doesn't matter if I make a million dollars a year. I, I'm, I'll, by that time, I'll be two to four million in debt. Right. And then when I make the million dollars a year, I'll probably go buy something that's going to put me. It's, <laughs> people don't get it. There's something about business owners that just, it, it, it's just a ticking clock of it's never enough. And, mm-hmm. and it's not that it's never enough. It's just that entrepreneurs were always hungry for more. And our staff has the most free time. They have the most time off. They have the most time away from work. They, they have the least amount of you know, expenses that have to be paid unless they make these expenses. Like you said, you're in the shower and your phone rings, you're answering it. Mm-hmm. You don't have free time. You don't have time off. Same with me. Same with right. any other business owner. But the story's never different, whether it's one practice or whether it's 500 or 1,000 practices. 
it's the same story. It comes back to the person. It comes back to where they're trying to cut little corners to hope for bigger margins versus realizing that it's the time that's the most valuable and, and, and that's where the circle of the conversation comes. Because we could go at this all day and it's always gonna come back to the same thing, what people value. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, sometimes people lose sight of what they value and that's just doing the right thing to grow your business for the right reason. Now they're looking at the dollar signs and trying to cut ROI, firing the, most, the highest paid employee just to get a little bit more money. And, and, and that's where healthcare has gone backwards. It's all about money now. And before, the, the purpose was different. And I want to pick a fight with all of healthcare. I want to uh-huh. revolutionize yep. the experience because just stop thinking about the money. I mean, who cares? There's always someone that makes more money. There's always someone that has a nicer car. There's always someone yep. that has a bigger boat. There's always someone that has a nicer house. So seek fulfillment. Fulfillment isn't money because most million and billionaires aren't happy. They're mm-hmm. divorced. Their kids don't like them or they're in drug rehab or something. Mm-hmm. Seek fulfillment and the money will just follow you. Because fulfillment's forever adapting. It's not measured. It's, 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 there's no end destination because when you get it, usually you, you get tired of everything. Right, yeah. Right, so you gotta seek something else. And, and that's what people gotta find. Maybe you want one packs, maybe you want 20. Fulfillment, if it's not fulfilling, stop what you're doing, do something else. That's the biggest issue. That's, the, that's, the, that's where I'm successful. When I find fulfillment, I'm successful. That's it, right? Because, and, and maybe, you know, we use words like energy and attitude and motivation. And I've always known that about you just over the phone because like, man, this guy's coming at me a mile a minute, right? Like uh, he's excited. I don't even get that much time with him. But when I do, uh, we're, we're moving fast. We're making big yeah. decisions. Um, I think it is that, that familiar, you know, fulfillment. The entrepreneurs, we just want to see how far we can go before yeah. we die, right? We're, we're just trying to push it every inch, you know, millimeter that we can get out of it. And it's not the distance that we make at the end of it that we're going to care about because that would be a bad reason to do it. It's that incremental progress of I got this much farther. I got that much farther. That's actually what we, you know, get off on for lack of better words, which is we're we're pushing the envelope. That's the only reason why to keep going so hard, to to keep answering the phone in the morning, keep showing up. I mean... A lot of people mail it in. And one of the lessons I've learned this year in 2019, I think it was in regards to selling and certainty, but someone was telling, uh, Jordan Belfort, Wolf of Wall Street, was telling me um, certainty wanes, right? So you might have someone, they're gung-ho on the sale, they want to do it. If enough time goes by, they're not going to be excited anymore. And and I've extended that to happiness wanes. And I think ultimately now we're going to tie this all together. Fulfillment wanes. Whatever yeah. it is that fulfills you, like you said, whether it's complacency or just getting used to it, it won't fulfill you forever. Nope. It'll fulfill you a little less each day that goes by. And so the reason why we're pushing to the next inch, the next millimeter every minute of our day is we're trying to get that next thing that we find fulfilling. You know, whatever that is. Number of practices, number of staff. I mean, you're, you're trying to get there... Uh, you mentioned millionaires and billionaires. I heard a quote that the difference between a millionaire and a billionaire is the size of their organization. You know, and you can't, you're not going to get to a large organization without bringing in lots of people, training them up, investing in them. Like you said, there's no ROI on this at all. You're taking a physical loss, a loss that most dentists would be terrified to take. $20,000 hit, you know, for no reason. None of my clients are going to approve that just to train the staff. They don't even like that much anyways. Yeah. Um, but 
if if that you have to the mindset is what this has been all about is you have to just let all that go if your goal is to grow your practice if your goal is to be more successful in the ways that we're talking about today if that's your goal you have to let all of that go and you have to realize all right this, this is my squad for better or worse you can always be working on improving your squad this is my squad if i this is my vehicle i'm their vehicle and we have to go and we have to be bettering each other's lives every step of the way. And then, yes, the micro, the nitty-gritty are the scheduling, the treatment yep. plans, the acceptance rate, the, the, what you're making, what you're losing out to insurance, the kinds of cases you have coming in, the word-of-mouth referrals. That list goes on and on and on and on. Um, but what I think is special about Watts Dental, the reason we're so excited to have you here, and, and speaking of time, thank you. Or just at this point in the day, thank you for <laughs> 90 minutes of your time. We know that that is, not, is no small feat. Um, but that's what I'm walking away with, is just the real-life version of what I've always suspected, is that Watts Dental is, is about fulfillment, you, yep. your personal fulfillment, your staff's fulfillment, and then, like you said, the extension of that will be your patient's fulfillment in some small way, right? Not being as afraid to go see the dentist. The mom that wrote you guys a note because her daughter keeps talking about, you know, Apollo, or if it was the other, the other pup that, uh, that she got to see. That, that actual, like, human-to-human -human interaction that people have, and that, there's no competition for that, right? Like, some other dentists might do better work, might have cheaper prices, um, if that mom and that daughter feel like, hey, no matter what happens, Dr. Watts has my back and that's where we want to go, that's what's going to grow your practice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, thank you. If there's anything else you want to talk about, we'll, we'll do it. We can switch gears completely. But for me, that really just kind of tied it all together. And then, yeah, digital marketing this, websites that, social media, it's all meant to be a reflection. One, that you're finding fulfillment just doing what you do on a daily basis. You're not working towards some fulfillment and hating the, the, your way there. That, and that's what comes across, right, in your, in your online marketing. And that, hey, if you're a patient and you need dental work, come be a part of the Watts Dental family. You, in the long run, you will, you will be happy that you made that decision because it's, a, it's gonna be about so much more. I mean, you're, you're 18 months in. Once someone has been under your care for five or 10 years, the the path of their we'll call oral healthcare and maybe their life in general compared to if they just gone to the standard traditional yeah. dentist see you once every six months and that's that you can't really measure that you really can't really quantify that and I hope your early patients kind of know that and they're happy to be in there first but if you're going to grow the Watts Dental brand everyone's got to feel that yep and keep feeling it. Exactly. That's the thing. Their fulfillment's going to wane too, right? That mom's not going to be as happy in two years off that one experience. But if she keeps hitting those kind of marks every time that they come in, and we all have them, right? Like, like you said, you could call any time of day. If I see that you're calling, I'm grabbing the phone. I will deal with the wrath of my girlfriend. I will deal with the, the meeting that I'm in. I'm going to grab it because I can't just sit here and rely on the fact that I have done that for you. And... No, I need to keep doing it yeah. for you because I want you to be part of the Dr. Multimedia family and we're all pushing to the goal, you know, to our end goals. And it's that simple, you know. And I'll, I'll promise you on air or on the podcast, whatever, like, my journey takes, even if it's not Dr. Multimedia anymore, if you need me, right, in any capacity, 
you've got my cell phone number. I like you call, that. right? It's it's just that simple because I can't unmake that commitment. I can't yeah. I can't go from mentally being like, all right, these are my people, I'm taking care of them, and then I'm just not the kind of guy that one day will be like, oh, screw them. It was all just to get me to this point, and now I'm here. No, I'll be like, hey, Dr. Watts, I sold the business, but you know, yeah. this is the direct line. You know, I I will never not answer the the question. You know, regardless of what I'm up to, and that's not true for everybody. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like okay. I have that relationship mm -hmm. with 5,000 doctors, but I can say that wholeheartedly for 50, 100, 200, 250, 500 that have been with me, that I actually work with on a daily basis. I care about you know their practices on a deeper level than just doing a good job. So yeah, I was just kind of working through all of that as you were talking, and I was thinking, but. To me, that that's a great pausing point. You know, at least for the podcast, we're going to keep talking until you leave. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. Um, but uh, but no, and, and so, any closing thoughts uh, on your side? You know, in the end, we do what we do for us. In reality, mm -hmm. no one, no one told me I had to do this. No one told me I had to lose sleep. No one told me I had to invest millions. No one told me I, I would, you know literally be torn down the night before my Ironman because someone just posted a bad review, which was an ex-employee. Um, you have to do it because you're passionate. Passion will always wear off. Passion will always change. Call it fulfillment, call it passion. But you have to remember, and I frequently have to remind myself why I started the journey of where I'm on and where is it going to go. It's very exciting to live the life that you want to live but you have to do it in the fullest way possible without any regrets. The last thing you ever want to do is look back and be like, I would have, should have, could have done that. I encourage all business owners, people, whether employees, moms, dads, stay-at-homes, it doesn't freaking matter. Do what you love doing most. Because in the end, the time that you take doing it is the most expensive thing you'll ever do. Mm-hmm. And then that's just what I tell people all the time, is just love every second. Even when you hate it, love it. Right. Because there's always somewhere in this world, in another country, that they can't even do what you're mad about. Oh, my car broke down? Cool. They don't even have a car. They'll never have a car. Mm -hmm. Oh, my roof's leaking? Good. They live in a tent. Mm -hmm. You know? Oh, um, my girlfriend left me? Yeah, well, some refugees just came and killed half the freaking village. Like, right. There is no bad things in this country. Like, yeah, we all have our own problems. Don't get me wrong. I'm not minimizing that. Um, but there's no room to complain anywhere. Right. In general. And we all do it. Pessimism's too easy. Optimism needs to be worked on. If everyone just cared a little bit more, was a little bit more positive and smiled, this world would be a dope place. Yeah. That's Th it. Those are facts. And because we have so many students out there, um, I think is even worth just reiterating a little bit of that directly to you guys, which is I know a lot of you are in medical school because you just thought it was what you were supposed to do or it was mm -hmm. the most prestigious path. Um, your parents wanted you to, your dad was a doctor, whatever. You just wound up there and you didn't have a better plan. So great, going to medical school, you become a doctor. If you've been listening to Dr. Watts over the last 90 minutes or however we end up cutting this up, I hope what you're hearing is don't let owning a practice just be that next step that you take because you think you're supposed to or because you think you, every successful doctor, I was a straight A student in medical school, of course I have to own my practice and be the boss. Like, 
do not sign up for that. Oof, no. <laughs> unless unless you you know I don't know what what you'd say. It's like I mean, even you aren't making any money. But so if you weren't making any money, you would still show up to your practice and you would you would do what you do and you'd try to figure it out because you do have to eat. You have bills to pay. But you would cut back every expense in your real life to allow you to keep doing what you do. You know, and and I'm the same way. We've lived it. I've lived through it. If you're that, if you're that doctor, the, the associate doctor right now, or if you're a graduating medical student and all you're just focused on owning a practice like you were on getting your medical degree, um, really take a look at that plan because it's not there. For every Dr. Watts, I'd say there's 15 other doctors that were a year out of school that got a loan and they're running a practice and they're 18 months in, and regardless of what they tell you, they secretly hate it. Oh yeah, they just hate it. Yep. They want. They wish they could be an associate, wander into a practice, have fulfillment, practice good medicine. Right? Half yeah. of them were talented in medicine, and they don't even get to do that with a good chunk of their day, anymore. So, yeah. If you're hearing us, you do it because you want to. Of course, you do it for the freedom. Of course, but you do it because, like you said, you even have to love the parts that you hate, or there's just no reason. Clock in, clock out. There are plenty of associate. You need associates, right? Like, I need associates. Someone, yeah. come, apply, yeah. come apply to my yeah. office if you yeah. listen to this. It, it's, it's no joke that um, when you, the banks are giving out money to anybody before you just jump into that, um, understand. And then for the seasoned uh, practice owners that are, that are listening, your fulfillment and passion may have waned over the last 15 years that you've been doing this. And you might be wondering why your practice is plateauing and you the same, you're just have enough new patients to replace the ones that you've lost. Um, Look within. Yeah. Right. Like you said anyone can do it. You're not. You don't think of yourself as some, you know, superstar, you know, dental professional, or even just the most energetic guy in the world. But you, you practice, you train, you you preach, you know, and then you you do it every single day. You know, you were at. You texted me at 8 a.m. that you were already at the the uh, breakfast spot after a two-hour drive, right, because you were trying to get some work. In the back of my mind, I was like, it was July 4th yesterday. He might party too hard. Maybe I actually have an extra hour or two <laughs> because he's not going to be here as early because it's, yeah, I'm just going to sleep a new that day, extra man. hour. That was, yeah. that was yesterday. And, that was the past. Yeah. It's over. And, I, and then when you texted me, I was like, what is wrong? I know Dr. Watts. I know that would never happen. Shit, if I didn't have a veterinary appointment, like, we would have gotten this day rolling at 8 a.m. because I was up. It's yep. my day off, too, right? And I was like, nope. My dog needs to go to the vet. I'm not going to take a, a t any time off of work. So Friday, four-day weekend, I'm going to just go grab the first appointment they have. Dr. Watts is supposed to be here when I'm done, right? And then we'll roll into the day. So we got a bonus there. But yeah, let that be, let that be the lesson. And we'll use your practice as a case study over and over again. We can actually talk like specific metrics. But I do think if we were going to give people out there 90 minutes of us, yeah. That this is really what we should be talking about. You know, I think that's it, personally. You know, yeah. I, I'm going to end with, it, it, it really is way more complex than what we're talking about when you start to get in the metrics of it. Of course. But it's all driven by the simplicity of yourself. It, it is. It takes grit. It takes long hours. It takes sacrifices. People only see success. They don't see the sacrifice. I got that quote right on my desk to remind me. But in the end, it's you. And sometimes you either need a spark, you need a new spark, or you just need to sit down and really think what you want long-term and work your way backwards because you got to love the life that you live. You only have one shot at it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. And you asked me on the drive here, like, how do you pay this rent? How do you pay this Ooh, car? Man. The, the answer is, is, 
I, I don't know. I just do it. I just do that. The money comes in, the money goes out, right? And then that's that. It's like, that wasn't, I, we don't have time for that, right? We don't have time for, okay, how am I going to do this? How am I going to balance? Is this a rational decision? Is it yeah. not? It's like, no, if you just keep moving forward, keep leveraging yourself, keep making everything the best it can be, things will just happen. If you, you have do no it idea. for the right reason, if you do it why for the you right started. Reason, yeah, that's it's it. that simple. There is no magic formula to this. It's that simple. Cool. Thank you, Dr. Watts. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Practice Growth with Praz. I'm your host, Praz Murthy, and if you have any questions or comments, please visit us at drmultimedia.com. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're constantly sharing new content as part of our mission to take online marketing topics and make them relevant to your practice. And if you like what you heard, please tell a friend and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thanks so much for listening, and we can't wait to do it again.